Hey guys, welcome to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. We have so much ground to cover today. This week we watched Judas and the Black Messiah on Hulu and Sound of Metal on Amazon Prime. And I mean, I don't want to toot our own horns, but perfect timing because they both received quite a bit of um, recognition from the Academy um, as the Oscar nominations came out this week. So we'll discuss all of that. But first, just regular old TV news. Jordan, what do you have for us this week? Well, something that I saw that I'm pretty excited about, weirdly, is um, I just love, I guess I just love Lucy Hale news because <laughs> she just, just kind of cracks me up and um, I want good things for her. And especially because her last show got canceled after one season, you know, that yeah, sad. CW one. So she is going to star in an AMC show. Um, it's a crime drama series called Ragdoll, and it's from Killing Eve producers. Yeah, I was so, really like, excited when I saw that. Yeah. Um, Does that include Phoebe Waller-Bridge? I'm scrolling through this article, and I... I just think that they would have included that in the headline if it did, you know? I agree. It's um, it's a lot of names I don't recognize. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good to but, know. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, this is uh, pretty different for what she gets cast in. Uh, different than, like, her typical resume, you know? Which is cool. Yeah, and I think um, that's good for her. I think she needs to a pivot. Yes. And it's also, like... She definitely, she definitely has like the young look, but also she's like thirty, you know. Mm-hmm. She so, has that like Carly Rae Jepsen feel, you know. Mm-hmm. Really young looking, but not that young actually. Yeah, like she's definitely she's very small, but she's thirty one. <laughs> so, wow. Happy, I'm just happy for her, and I'm I'm like surprised at how happy I was to see that, but I was. Me too. Wait, what's the show get called again? Yes, Ragdoll. Ragdoll. Well, not that it really matters, but I was just going to play off that and say, speaking of dolls, Russian <laughs> Doll Season 2, um, they cast Annie Murphy, our beloved Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek, in Season 2, and I'm very excited. Just like a pleasant face I love to see on the timeline getting stuff. Exactly. Um, also, I just kind of forgot there was going to be a season two. So, like, that was kind of double exciting for me. Same. Yeah. I I knew there was a season two, but it's been so quiet that I hadn't really thought about it in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Love her. Well, we just talked about how um, a couple times about that new CW Powerpuff Girls um, live action show they're going to be doing. And they announced the cast um, and the Powerpuff Girls are going to be played by Dove Cameron, who I know from the Disney Channel movie 
Descendants. She's the lead. Where it's like the the Disney villains' kids, basically. Um, Chloe Bennett, who is on Agents of Shield, which I never watched, but I re- I recognize her, but I've never seen her anything she's in, and um, a totally new face to me, Yana uh, Peralt, but she's like from Broadway. She's in Jagged Little Pill. I'm excited. I actually I really liked Dove Cameron. The stuff I've seen her in. She was also in Hairspray Live on tv and um i thought she was like the best and like ariana grande was in that and i felt like dove cameron was kind of the highlight so wow i have good vibes towards her and um the other two look cool like it's like seems like they'll be kind of edgy and so i just am still very intrigued by this powerpuff girls situation and this just made me more intrigued (laughs) yeah i agree very intrigued Okay, my only other piece of news that I have is that Selling Sunset was renewed for seasons four and five. Oh my gosh, I did not see that. Which is just crazy because, I mean, it happens every week. I'm sure I think we're announcing something like this where they announce a new season even though the <laughs> pre like the current season hasn't even aired. But, oh well, I'm not mad about it. Yeah. And... I mean- because did we talk about how Christine Quinn is pregnant? Yes, and how she posted that, like, no one from the show liked her post. Oh, my gosh. I didn't see that. I didn't know. Oh, my gosh. She posted, like, a TikTok I saw on her Twitter, and she was like, Rochelle, Mary, and I think Heather? Is that a person? Yeah. That's the one that's okay. Okay. I was like, to- is her name Heather? <laughs> Yes. It just felt weird. You, okay, let me just her say name her is one only um, Miss whatever her last. It's like Yes Daddy or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was just thinking that that I had that totally off, but Heather um, Ray Young. I think it's because she reminds me of one of the Salt Lake City housewives. Yeah. Or something, and so and eh, I don't know. See, it's just been way too long since we've had any new Selling Sunset. <laughs> but anyway, those three didn't they she like look it shows her like scrolling through her likes to see if they liked it and none of them did or something (laughs) and it's like oh my gosh (laughs) please keep the petty nature up so we have something to talk about on the next seasons but um, truly please yeah very funny um yeah well that's great news i had no clue so that is a very pleasant surprise um to share it and then I only have I have uh one more thing that's two like casting news things of people that we like. Um one is that um Midori Francis, aka Lily from Dash and Lily, got cast in Mindy Kaling's HBO Max series The Sex Lives of College Girls. Was really happy about that. So happy. And um the other one is that Kingsley Benadir, who was in we know him from the OA, which is I've been thinking about because I was looking at I was just like scrolling through Riz Ahmed's IMDb page and I totally forgot he was in the OA and I was like, wow, that is wild. <laughs> the <laughs> OA though. So he we know him from the OA and High Fidelity. Um, two shows that I think we can call ourselves heads of. Are we OA heads? And I know we're high fidelity heads, but I really think we're OA heads too. Like, I think there's the so OA. little OA people who watched it that <laughs> anyone who watched it is automatically an OA head. Yes. 
Most people probably know him from One Night in Miami. <laughs> he plays Malcolm <laughs> X in the newly nominated movie and um, for the Oscars. And he was just cast as a villain in one of the new Marvel series. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so that's pretty... That's I mean, a Marvel casting is a big get for people, you know? So happy for him after he's been in so many things that we have loved. Yeah, good job. I'm sure he's listening to this, so good job. From yeah, I'm sure he, anyone <laughs> from the OA automatically has to like love all the people that watched both seasons. Mhm. Okay, Oscar nominations. We thought it would be fun to discuss it by talking about our top 3 favorite nominations. I'll go first. My first one I'm excited about, the one that I like saw and like squealed was just was Riz getting nominated for Sound of Metal for lead actor. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy. I just I think he deserves it. I mean, we'll get into Sound of Metal in a few minutes, but um just really proud of Riz. And I also oh feel gosh. like I need to preface this by saying that both Jordan and I still have a lot to watch so like this could change as far as like who I want to win this category once I actually watch some of the films that were nominated so this is purely off of the things I've seen and experienced so far totally that yes well said um there's definitely a lot we need to watch I was happy about the things that we have watched it's it's not like those times where they announce nominees and you're like wow I have a lot of work to do. I um a lot of stuff that we've even watched for the podcast, which is fun because every like the streaming stuff has was very heavily nominated. Exactly. I was like I mean Mank was the lead the lead when it comes to nominations and I I honestly would have never watched that had we not had this podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> And now I just feel a little bit guilty for being a little too harsh about it. <laughs> well, it's I feel like it's actually surprisingly divisive from the a lot of tweets I saw today from like just random critics that I follow on Twitter who like some people you really either love Mank or you're like, I didn't even enjoy watching this. I fell asleep. So it's like totally different. Even even with critics named you and me. <laughs> OK, well, I'm glad I'm not alone. And then no, I, have I really critic friends in my camp. Yeah, totally. It's one of those things where it's like, I feel like so often the nominated movies, it's like, oh, this is one that like the quote unquote film Twitter, like the if you're a movie snob, you liked it. But like, and if you didn't like it, then you don't know anything about movies. Yeah, blah, you don't blah, understand. Blah. Yeah. But like this one, it's like, no, you're allowed to like your opinion is valid of movies or anything. And, um, so critics even, yeah, like some, like some of my favorite NPR critics did not like, were saying like, I literally tried to watch Mank and I fell asleep and it ha- somehow has the most nominations, whatever. And so it's just like, <laughs> it's funny. And I'm just a regular gal and I thought it, I had fun watching Mank. So it's just really all across the board, which is so funny, but also it didn't win a single golden globe. Right. I think that's true. And it was also very heavily nominated. So 
I am pretty interested how these Oscars are going to go. Um, Me too. Let's see. One thing that I'm very excited about, and I'll, I'll ring it third because this is one of the movies I haven't seen yet, but I'm very happy that Minari is nominated in the Best Picture category because I remember that there was a lot of drama about like people in the Academy trying to argue that um, it shouldn't be nominated as Best Picture. It should only be nominated as Foreign Picture. Mm-hmm. And people were very upset about that. They're like, this is an American movie. Like, there's no there's no grounds for saying it should be foreign. Like, just because a movie stars people of color doesn't mean, like, any non-white people. That doesn't make it a foreign film, you know? Like, just because it's about Korean Americans. Isn't it because, Korean like, Americans. the percentage... Isn't it because a per- certain percentage of it is not in English? I think that's the exact reason. Okay. But but it's interesting because then when like I heard that and it's like, well, what about movies that were like beloved at the Oscars like Life is Beautiful, which is in zero percent English, except for maybe when like the American soldiers come to save, like free the concentration camps, you know? And so it's like exactly like the only difference is race, basically. So that makes sense. Um, That's I, I mean, mean, it doesn't make that's sense, m- but right. makes sense. That's my interpretation of what was going down so very pleased that it is actually nominated as best picture instead of foreign film same um okay my second one is emerald fennel who got nominated for promising young woman as director um just really excited for her i think she's really great and also so wild that two women have never been nominated in this category before am i understanding that correctly that's everything i was reading today and i mean it's so it's so cool especially like just in recent years it's been like impossible to get any female directors nominated so very awesome yeah i was reading too that um chloe zhao the first non-white female director ever nominated so sad and so wild but really happy for her and number two is that um when we were watching sound of metal me and this is me and my roommate we were freaking out about how good riz was but also we were like oh my gosh you know who is amazing and would be amazing if he got nominated but seems like a long shot is um paul racy who plays basically like the character's mentor and um he did get nominated for actor in a supporting role yeah and so that was really really fun to see because he was like another standout in this really 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 well done and well acted movie and so that was like really really cool to see i was excited about that yeah i'm excited about that too i didn't realize that okay my number one is that My Octopus Teacher was nominated for Documentary Feature. That was one of my favorite movies from last year. And I feel like I've just been like, I tried to get so many people to watch it and they were like, wait, what is it? I don't get it. It sounds weird. And so I'm just glad that the Academy agrees with me that My Octopus Teacher deserves some recognition because it was a beautiful and touching movie okay I do have one question that will actually segue well into 
our movie discussion is that um, Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield are both nominated for Judas and the Black Messiah, which very happy they both deserve nominations, but they're nominated both as supporting actors, which really confuses me because I, I could argue if maybe one was nominated as lead actor, I would say Lakeith should be nominated as lead actor. Interesting because I think I would say the opposite. I feel like it's one of those things where, like, the movie is about Fred Hampton, Daniel Kaluuya, but it's from the perspective of Lakeith's character, Bill O'Neill. And so mm-hmm. that is that's interesting. So I guess maybe that's the same problem. <laughs> <laughs> but that's I just can't believe because they're basically co-leads. And so I was, like, yeah. upset. They should both that they have, have lead to... actor noms. Yes. And actually, not to... <laughs> Not to derail from Judas and the Black Messiah since we're now moving forward into that. <laughs> but I was surprised that Defy Bloods didn't get more nods than they did. But Yeah, that's a um that's a really good point. That was a bummer. Yeah. Agree. Okay. Yeah. Very weird about Judas and the Black Messiah. Basically saying there were no lead actors. Very confusing. Especially because both Lakeith and Daniel had amazing performances. Yeah, like some of their best I've ever seen of both of them, both of whom are never mm-hmm. bad in anything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There's not a bad performance in the whole movie. I especially loved um, uh, Dominique, who plays uh, the love interest. She was amazing, and I really, really wanted more from her as well. I yes. thought that her performance was great, too. The cast is really wild to scroll through because you have Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield leading it, and then you have Dominique Fishback, Jesse Plemons, who never misses, obviously. <laughs> never. Um, overall, with this movie, I really enjoyed it. Um, it just left me kind of wanting more. I just wanted it to go into more depth on either side, like Lakeith's character or Daniel's character. Like, I just wanted more from it um which you know what that reminds me that we never really did a summary of it true um basically it's the true story i think it's like 1968 to 1969 um about the black panther party in chicago and daniel kaluuya is playing the party chairman fred hampton and basically bill o'neill is going undercover in the black panther party he's like a mole for the FBI in order to avoid his own criminal charges and it was a really fascinating story that I was not familiar with at all same yeah sorry that was kind of random but like I actually hadn't really I hadn't known what the whole plot was before I started watching it and it was yeah it was a very very fascinating story yeah I agree I didn't know much about it either and that's why um, I wanted even a little bit more depth um, because I wanted to know about each of their characters a little bit more. Jordan, what's your review? I thought it was amazing. I um, was riveted the whole time. I agree that it would have been nice to go to get like even more uh, deep context for the characters. Especially the side characters that we never really, 
like I didn't even know some of the side characters like the other Black Panther like I didn't even know some of their names and I felt like a lot of stuff that happens with the side characters is pretty crucial to the plot um but I also felt like the acting was so good that it wasn't like I didn't know the characters you know so it's like it left me wanting more in a good way but I still felt very connected to the characters because they were so good at acting and like you could just tell there's just so much going on beneath the surface which I really think is something that like especially Lakeith it really felt like he was this Bill O'Neill character it was really really interesting yeah I completely agree so two stamps of approval from us yeah we both loved it wherever you get a chance to watch it watch it it's great and deserves its nominations completely agree okay sound of metal before i get too into it will you give a summary for us jordan i would love to riz ahmed plays a heavy metal drummer and he's touring with his girlfriend and bandmate played by olivia cook who we also love basically he wakes up one day and and realizes that he can barely hear anything and he finds out that he's rapidly losing his hearing and um basically he's like kind of enters onto this path of like trying to figure out how to navigate that perfect um yeah I obviously this was already going to be great to me because I love Riz and I love Olivia Cook Mm -hmm. but Riz's performance really just like my I watched this and I basically just had tears in my eyes the entire time I thought it was just so beautiful and so well done. Yeah, like, we knew he was a good actor. Like, he's literally never been bad in anything. But this was just insanely good acting. Like, it was like he was Ruben, this guy who's losing his hearing. Like, it did not seem like Mm -hmm. this was someone acting. You know, like, it was literally, like, completely, he's this guy. Which, like, even with good actors, like, I don't really feel like that that often, you know? Especially when they're actors that I, like, know really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> know really well. LOL. Um, <laughs> no, but, we know like, him. <laughs> <laughs> that is, like, that's kind of the pro of the of actors that I don't know at all because I can believe I, it's more believable. Like, this, that, that was my problem with, like, Catherine Hahn in WandaVision when she turns into the I don't remember what her name was no but that's a that's a good example (laughs) yeah (laughs) but like I know her so well that like it wasn't even really her performance or maybe it was but like it was just like hard to really believe her to be evil because I know I know she's hilarious and just like an all-around lovely person but yeah yeah no that's a great example so I agree with your point it, it was mind blowing. I think the scene, one of the, one of the scenes for me, it was when there's like, um, kind of a fight between him and Olivia Cook, And like, it was, I can't even explain it. It's like, I was speechless 
at how real they were and like they're passionately arguing but also you like feel like these people genuinely love each other so much and are scared like I couldn't believe the emotions that they were showing and that I was feeling about them like I I, it was so it was like an out-of-body experience which is just like like we watch a lot of really good stuff but like it was this was on a whole other level yeah I feel like I I might have mentioned this movie when um, I first watched it I'm pretty sure it shows Riz as my crush But I'll say it again, I feel like this movie was one of the first movies I've watched in a quarantine where I was like, oh, I would have loved to see this in the, I would have definitely gone and seen this in the theater, loved it. Like, this is kind of one of the only movies that was like nominated in the Oscars for the Oscars that like felt like, it felt like a normal movie that I would have loved outside of quarantine type of situation if that makes any sense at all makes perfect sense because yeah well even just like the sound that they like the um how they do the sound in this movie i've Mm -hmm. never seen a movie that was i felt like so deliberate and um using how the movie is sounding in different scenes like as part of the movie and part of like to to portray themes through like sound editing you know because those awards don't usually mean that much to me I wish they did every year but I'm like I still don't really remember that part of the movie you know but this one it's like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh how they did this to show his progression and and like to show the things that you take for granted that you hear in one part of the movie and then suddenly you don't hear them anymore like it was really amazing yeah I agree um loved it I'll probably watch it again yeah and honestly I would I, and I would recommend it to literally everyone too that's exactly what I was just gonna wow. say is that <laughs> it's a movie that literally everyone can enjoy um including parents which I feel like is a big thing <laughs> I know. I feel like that's usually um, like the underlying yeah. meaning when we recommend something to anyone. It's like there's <laughs> there's nothing stopping you from watching this movie. You know, that's how I yeah. feel about it. Everyone can enjoy it and bask in the glory of Riz. Um, Something that I was reading as I was like feverishly re- trying to read so much about how they made this movie and what it took for the these actors and the crew to make this movie is something that's important is that like most of the cast is uh deaf obviously we know the ones who are not deaf you know but um like there's one part where in this community that um Riz's character goes to to help him like basically learn ASL and like learn how to live as a non-hearing person and stuff and mo- almost every single one of those people is actually non-hearing in real life um but something that I found so amazing and really you can tell and it totally pays off is that it it, on the wikipedia page it says that for eight months uh Riz prepared for the film by spending two hours a day learning ASL two hours a day in drum lessons because he also has to be a convincing professional drummer (laughs) and then like also it says the remainder with his acting coach like for eight months this was his his life like and it just really really shows yeah 
I remember reading that um, back when I also, when I first watched this. And I mean, I wasn't surprised because Riz just is so great and mm-hmm. really dedicated to the work and making sure that it was like done right, which I just really appreciated and um, made me think even more highly of him and this film. Yes. And it's also nice, I mean, in a broader discussion of a movie like this, this, I, as far as I know, and I, I definitely want to keep researching this, but it seems like this is the type of movie that is about a disabled community where that disabled community has embraced it and it's done respectfully and correctly and really accurately, you know, mm-hmm. instead of like, it's, I'm happy to see that, that, um, movie music didn't I don't think it got any Oscar nominations even though it got Golden Globe nominations (laughs) because the more that I've seen from the actual autism community about like how that was just approached completely the wrong way which it's like has been very educational for me to see those kinds of posts like on Instagram and things so I'm I'm grateful for people that have shared those things and stuff um Totally. But it's like I want to see movies that are telling these stories, but I'm and I'm really happy to see the movies that put in the work to do it the right way. Agree. Think it's worth it for many, many, many reasons. Yeah. But yeah, this I mean, this movie kind of blew me away. I loved I'm glad it. you liked yeah, it. Yeah, I loved it. Honestly, I mean, it, it, um, I know it got nominated for Best Picture. It's kind of my front runner personally right now. I mean, I still, like I said, I have a lot to watch still. But I was like, mm-hmm. wow, that is one that would, I would love to see that one Best Picture. Yeah. Looking at the movies I've watched in the last uh, two and a half months, it's definitely one of my favorites so far. Not one of, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Um, Jordan, who's your crush of the week? Honestly, we, I feel like a lot of weeks we don't have that many good options. This week we have a lot of good options, but I have to say it's my turn to pick Riz. (laughs) He was amazing on like a not like on a non-superficial level and on a superficial level. I don't know. He looked so hot with the bleached hair. It was like, oh, the, it's amazing, right? too long in some places but like in the bleach was growing out but i was like it was it looked so good um i loved his bleached hair and i loved him and loved him even more hearing about all the work that he put into this and how passionately he feels about this movie and wow just an angel among us okay my crush of the week is Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, there's nothing wrong with picking him as your crush. You literally watched him on TV. Thank you. I literally did. Um, the Grammys were this week, and although we had way too much to talk about to even discuss the Grammys at all, um, Harold was beautiful, and I love him, and... His performance was amazing. His outfits, multiple three, were also so great. Um, I stan my boa king. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
and that's all I really have to say about that. It was a it was just a great night. It really was. All right, well, lots of movies to watch to prep for Oscars. We have our work cut out for us, and if you haven't watched Judas and the Miss Black Messiah or Sound of Metal, you also have your work cut out for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Sound of Metal is on Prime. Correct. That one we do know. And Judas and the Black Messiah, I think you have to see it in theaters at the moment. We'll see what happens with that. No idea. Yeah, we both were able to stream it, but it looks like literally today, who knows? If we, As we learn more, we will keep you updated. <laughs> this is now just a judas and the black messiah where can you watch it (laughs) podcast and we will report back every week with where it is located yeah that's like a new segment (laughs) (laughs) honestly it's like finding waldo yeah (laughs) okay well thank you for listening Bye. bye